Welcome to the North Shore Church audio podcast. To find out more information about North Shore Church, please visit us at mynsag.com. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good to see each and every one of you here today, and I trust you've had a good Thanksgiving season. And uh, Pastor Chris challenged us in the first service to say to somebody, you look slimmer than ever. Well, he didn't do that this service. I don't know why. Uh, I haven't really asked him. Well, the first service, I shook hands with a man and I said, you look slimmer than ever. I didn't try that with the ladies because I didn't want to get slapped. (laughs) But it is good to see you. And we have a lot to be thankful for. Amen? Amen. A thankful heart. It's very, very important in our Christian life to have that thankful heart. We often sing the song, Give Thanks with a Grateful Heart. And we need to learn to cultivate that as a part of our life day by day. Not just at this season, but that should be a part of our Christian experience daily, thanking and praising and rejoicing in our glorious Lord. Uh, When I was a teenager, we used to have people over to our house after church on Sunday morning, chicken dinner, Gravy, mashed potatoes, all those good things like we have at Thanksgiving, except, of course, at Thanksgiving, it's usually the turkey thing. But uh, as a teenager, I loved mashed potatoes and gravy. It was Sunday after Sunday there for a while that uh, I just heaped my plate a little fuller every Sunday. On this one occasion... I don't think it was Thanksgiving, but I had a half a plate of mashed potatoes and gravy when I sat down to eat, along with the other fried chicken and all that stuff, you know. My dad looked at me and he said, you're going to eat that before you leave this table. And I said, yes, I will. I'd cleaned up my plate faithfully before that, but do you know... I didn't realize how hard it is to eat cold mashed potatoes and gravy. For some reason that day, I just had a battle getting around that. For an hour, I sat there and finally got it down. That family that was visiting us that Sunday, close family friends and the The man in the family was a real tease, and he had teased me for years. Even after I went to college, come home, and he said, Melvin, do you still like mashed potatoes and gravy? I just hung my head a little bit and said, yes, I do, but I don't take quite that much anymore. You know, we've got a lot of things to be thankful for. Sometimes we might not realize how blessed we are. 
we sang the song, Bless the Lord, O My Soul. I was thinking when we were singing that of our Project 365 Bible reading today. Three nations come against Judah and Jerusalem in 2 Chronicles there, and they were going to overpower them and take their cities. And the king called the people together to fast and pray and seek God because he knew that they were no match for this great army that was coming in. God sent a prophet to tell him that God was going to bless them. And they went out to battle as the Lord had instructed them. But you know what the king did? The Lord impressed upon him that he needed to appoint singers to go out in front of the army and sing and praise the Lord. Now that is so stupid. Really, isn't it? It is unbelievable. But when they went out to battle, the singers began to sing and praise the Lord and thank the Lord for His goodness. God brought confusion down upon that army of these three different nations that was coming in to destroy, and they began to destroy each other. Isn't it amazing what God can do when we thank Him and we praise Him and we worship Him, when we sing and praise the Lord? It is awesome. We are sending, as it were, a message directly to heaven that we have a thankful heart, that we love Him and we're worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. I'm thankful for many, many things. Just a brief note of a little bit of history on Thanksgiving in the United States. It was in 1621 that we first celebrated Thanksgiving in Plymouth, the pilgrims there. Pilgrims celebrated this because of a bountiful harvest that year. They were rejoicing. They'd had a tough winter the year before. Many of them did not survive, but they were thankful because they had enough to survive this time. In 1682 was the first celebration of Thanksgiving in the state. And then in uh, November 26, 1789, George Washington, as president, proclaimed the first national Thanksgiving Day. And it was a day to give public thanksgiving and prayer unto God. We have a lot to be thankful for. There's a lot of confusion around the world and in our own nation. But may we, especially as God's people as Christians, learn to be thankful unto the Lord. Not just because it's a day, but it needs to be a part of our life day by day. Amen? We have enough to be thankful for that we can praise and worship Him daily. May that joy, that thanksgiving, be a part of our life. First of all, I, I'm thankful for God. We sang it, 
thankful for God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm thankful for God the Father. We serve a good, good Father. Amen? We sing it and we worship Him. And He is so good to us in many, many ways. God is a God of love and He wants to bestow His blessings on us. But He also wants us to have a thankful heart and return that praise and thanksgiving and blessing unto Him as we were singing this morning. A thankful heart. He's the creator of all things. A good, good God. A good, good Father. Aren't you thankful for His everlasting love? For His mercy and His grace? His grace is unbelievable. Even when we may fail. Even when we may doubt. He is faithful to bless us because he loves us as his people. Oh, he doesn't always like things we do when we fail, but he loves us because we are his creation. We are his people. Thankful for a good, good father. I'm thankful for God the Son, aren't you? Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. Think of it. God saw fit to send His Son to this sin-cursed earth that He might live and demonstrate by His life and ministry what God is like. I'm thankful for this kind of a thing that God did for us. I'm thankful for Jesus. And as well, as gruesome as it may be, I'm thankful for the cross on which Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, died that our sins might be forgiven. He paid the price for all mankind, past, present, and future. He became our eternal sacrifice for sin. Aren't you thankful that you didn't have to lead a cow or a goat or a sheep into church today and offer it as a sacrifice? I'm thankful that we don't have to do that because of Jesus, our glorious Lord, who paid the price of redemption and the salvation of our souls. Hallelujah. Let's turn to... Psalm 95, and I want to read the first seven verses there. I've gotten out of order a little bit for those in the uh, sound booth back there. But let's look at that scripture. I'm reading from the NIV, Psalm 95 at verse 1. Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. 
Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God. We are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. We are His people. Amen? Come before Him with thanksgiving, with praise and admonition before the throne of grace. Now, another scripture in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I want to call to your attention as well, just a couple verses there. 1 Thessalonians 5 at verse 16, it says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's a pretty big requirement in reality. Joyful always. Praying continually, yeah, we can do that. But giving thanks in all circumstances, wow. There's a lot of things that we go through and experience that it's hard to be thankful for. But we need to recognize that God is there with us. Jesus is there with us. The Holy Spirit is in us. And He is there to give us His strength and enable us to overcome and be victorious over that battle, that test, whatever it may be. And what will result? We will be stronger as a result. And we should recognize that in the midst of that battle, we can thank and praise the Lord because He is faithful to us. Amen? He is faithful. But His admonition to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Because of Christ, we can thank Him and praise Him and rejoice. So I'm thankful for Jesus God's Son, I'm thankful as well for the Holy Spirit. Remember the words of Jesus before He ascended back into heaven? He promised that He was going to send another Comforter. And that Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity of the Godhead, was sent in a new dimension for God's people. And He is here with us today as another comforter like Jesus. Jesus ministered in unique and mighty ways while He was here upon this earth. He comforted, He strengthened, He led the people in new dimensions of faith and obedience. But He could only be while here in one place at one time. But when he ascended to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit in that new dimension to be with us night and day, 24-7, 365. Amen? Think of it. He's our comforter. He's our counselor. He's our guide. He's the great I am residing in us, ministering strength as well as divine guidance and direction. He draws us to God the Father that we might be in that place where He can bless us and minister to us 
in his unique ways. I'm thankful as well for my life in Christ. Told you a story about eating too many mashed potatoes. God blessed me to be a part of a fine Christian family. A mom and dad who loved the Lord and attended church faithfully as an infant. I started attending church. Didn't know it. Probably squalled a lot and made a lot of disturbance in a little uh, country church out in Chapel, Nebraska. But I began to learn as I heard truth proclaimed from the pulpit, from the Word of God. And I thank God for that. I rejoice in that. That childhood holds many memories. My dad was inducted into the Army. We had to move from chapel to south of Dallas, Fort Worth area, uh, Fort something, I can't remember the name anymore, um, in Mineral Wells, Texas. And there I spent a few years, went to school down there, learned to say all those southern expressions, and y'all was one that I learned, and when we moved back to chapel and I went to school, the kids made fun of me because I said, y'all. And I went home one day in confusion and I said, Mom, what do you say if you don't say y'all? Well, Mother in her wisdom shared with me that there were other ways of saying that, you know. But I'm thankful for all of these experiences. A mother who in wisdom was able to teach I'm thankful for high school days, grade school days. When I first started grade school, coming back from Texas, I was a little runt kid and always chosen last during recess to be on the team of whatever we were doing, and I didn't like that at all. That used to aggravate me something terrible, and I'm supposed to be thankful, aren't I? But that drove me to be competitive. That drove me to be aggressive. That drove me, drove me to be involved and compete and do things well. It wasn't long till I was being chosen to be on the team with the good guys because there was that drive put within me. And I'm thankful for the way God works in our life, even in the middle of difficult things. He motivates us. He pushes us in unique ways that we will excel. And that motivation, that drive to excel has been a blessing to my life ever since because in serving the Lord, I've served in the same way. I'm thankful as well for a good wife. She wasn't here in the first service. I said to somebody, tell her that I was complimenting her. I thank the Lord for a good wife. Married right out of high school, went to Bible college in Minneapolis. She's been by my side, what's it been? Uh, 60 years, right? Didn't we just celebrate that? I'm thankful 
for God's blessing in our life as a couple. Three kids that serve the Lord. Grandkids, I think most of them are serving the Lord. And I rejoice in that. It's not a bragging thing. It's just something I'm praising the Lord and thanking God for. Amen? We are blessed in many ways. Started ministry after Bible college in a little church at Central City, Nebraska. Got there in the middle of the winter. Had to scoop two feet of snow to get into the uh, parsonage, the place we were going to live. And it hadn't been lived in for a while. And uh, the fire was just barely going enough to keep things uh, above freezing, you know. But I'm thankful for those experiences. That little church, 12 people when we arrived. Hard to make a go on that. So I had to work in a grocery store part-time. But I'm thankful for that because I met people in that community that I would never have met before had I not been there. Church began to grow and we were thankful for that. Down through the years, various areas of ministry, God has blessed in unique ways and I'm thankful for that. Oh, it hasn't always been roses and all the good fragrance. There's thorns on those there roses, you know. Right? And we had them too. But the Lord was there with us. And I thank the Lord for that. I remember one year we were going to a district council, if I recall right, and somebody sent my wife a new dress. I don't know all the details. She could probably tell you about that more. But she knew she needed something nice for that gathering of all the ministers of the state of Nebraska. And God provided in a unique way, and I'm thankful for that. Thankful to be able to serve God day by day, even uh, as years go by. Being here, serving with Pastor Chris, Pastor RJ as grandsons, I'm thankful to have a grandson as my boss. Oh, it was a little tough at first. I pastored right out of college and always been the pastor in charge. And now all of a sudden, I'm a staff member and I got to kind of walk on tiptoes. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Pastor Chris is a great man to work for. But it's a little different. But I'm thankful for all of that. I'm thankful that God has promised his blessings to us day by day. He has blessings for you as well. Pastor Chris mentioned the fact that as we tithe, the Bible promises that he's going to open the windows of heaven and give to us more than we can even comprehend. You really get the depth of truth in that statement? I can comprehend a whole lot of blessings. Now, he isn't just talking about finances. 
He's talking about blessings that extend in many, many areas of our life. He said, I will open the windows of heaven and bless you far beyond what you can even imagine. And in reality, that's true. I just prayed with the lady. She was rejoicing. She said, I've been blessed in so many, many ways. Right here this morning, we've been blessed in God's rich and abundant blessing. Aren't you thankful for that? Praise God. May God cultivate in every one of us a thankful heart. You know, it's pretty easy to get caught up in negative speaking and negative thinking in our society today. The news media has a, a habit, a bent to bring before our attention all the garbage and the mud and the muck and all of those kinds of things instead of the positive things. The Word of God leads us into the truth and how we are to think. Philippians 4, 4 through 9 in that portion there tells us we need to rejoice and be thankful as we pray. And then it concludes and gives us a number of things we need to think about and they're all positive. God wants us to cultivate a positive way of thinking and a thankful heart. Amen? And when we learn to praise and thank Him, it's amazing how He opens the windows of heaven and blesses us as His people. That army that went forth with the singers in front, they were praising God. They were putting their trust and confidence in God in a unique way. And God intervened in a miraculous manner and they won a victory. The scripture show, tells us in that portion that it took the Jewish people and the soldiers that went to war that, uh, on that occasion three days to collect all of the booty, all of the things that that army had brought with them. God was blessing them, not only in defeating the army, but with livestock, gold and silver, and all kinds of things of that nature, far beyond what they could comprehend. Amen? I'm thankful, and may God give to each and every one of us a thankful heart. I'm thankful for the promise that God gives to us of heaven. Remember, uh, Jesus said, I'm going to go to prepare a place for you. And I'm going to come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. What a promise. I'm thankful for those, that kind of promise, aren't you? What a promise. We just had a funeral here in the church uh, yesterday morning. One of the great ladies of the church always sat in that back corner seat right back there. Carolyn Johnson, black lady that has been faithful in so many, many ways. I've teased her since we come on staff here. 
First time I met her and asked her what her name, she told me. I said, you know, we might be related. And she just laughed. Could be, you never know. But she was faithful. She's now in heaven. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, which is far better. Amen? Heaven prepared for God's faithful people. I'm thankful for that. Carolyn told, I think it was her niece, when she was sick, if I close my eyes and don't open them again, it's going to be all right. What a hope. What a hope. A lot of times we don't like to look at death that way. Death brings sorrow. Yes, the family sorrowed. They loved Carolyn. But we don't sorrow as those who have no hope in Jesus Christ. We know they're gone. We'll miss them. But we have a hope. We know where they are with the Lord. Carolyn's no longer suffering because of heaven. She's no longer worrying about where the next dollar will come. She worked right up to close to her death, but the last few months she was not able to because of the sickness. Barb and I visited her in the hospital, oh, probably a week ago maybe, a couple weeks maybe now. I said, Carolyn, how are you doing? She says, Pastor, I'm so tired. She'd suffered for months. Cancer got the best, but Satan and sickness and sorrow was defeated because today she's with the Lord. Amen? I'm thankful for the promise of heaven. Jesus said, I'm providing a place for you. We might go there as a result of death. Scripture also says we might go as a result of the trumpet sound as well. When Jesus comes, says the dead in Christ shall rise first, but they who are alive and well shall be with him throughout eternity. We shall ever be with him. Heaven, a glorious promise. Read the book of Revelation and the promises of heaven and the description of heaven are so awesome and amazing. They're far beyond what we can even comprehend and understand. But one of the things that just really uh, attracts me and makes me to be thankful and praise and rejoice is the promise that there's going to be praise and worship in heaven around the throne of God the Father and the Son and millions and millions of people and angels will be there together praising and worshiping and glorifying the Lord. What an awesome thing that will be. You read it and you can't even comprehend. It talks about the volume of praise being so loud that it was amazing. Think of what God has in store for us. Because of Jesus Christ, 
is saving grace and because we can believe in Jesus and our life can be changed, sin can be forgiven, we do not have to have the fear of hell and eternal judgment. Aren't you thankful for that? Praise the Lord. He is worthy of praise. I'm thankful for God's provision. Hell wasn't made for people. It was made for the devil and his angels because they rebelled against God eons ago. But the word also says that because many reject God, that could be a part of their eternal existence. But we have hope. We have hope because of Jesus Christ, because of the promises he has a place for us. Aren't you thankful for that? A place for us to be with him. Around the throne in heaven. Serving the Lord. Worshiping the Lord. Magnifying his name. Friend, I encourage you to cultivate a thankful heart. The scripture says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And it says a merry heart does good like a medicine. Isn't it amazing what God has provided for us? That joy, the joy of the Lord. And it is a medicine for us mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Did you ever realize that? It it is a medicine in all of those areas, a heaven-sent medicine. Amen? You aren't going to have to go to a doctor to get a prescription. Dr. Jesus is the one that has the prescription for us. And we need to learn to worship Him and have a thankful heart. And it is amazing what God is going to do in giving to us His blessings. When I think of heaven, I'm thankful to God for his saving grace. We talked about Jesus dying on the cross. That opened the door for God's people to come to Jesus Christ and confess their faith in him. And what did Jesus do? He promised to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a cleansing. The Old Testament sacrifices that we talked about early, they were only a covering. They had to repeat them time after time. But Jesus became our eternal sacrifice. Didn't have to die over and over. That was God's plan to redeem or to buy back mankind our sinful state. He is our Savior. He is our soon coming King. He is the one that loves us with a love that is beyond our comprehension. And as I said earlier, He may not love everything we do, but He loves us because we're His people. Amen? Praise the Lord for His saving grace. Praise the Lord for His keeping power. I'm thankful for heaven. 
and the privilege to be a part of that great and unique provision of God throughout the ages of eternity. I talked about the book of Revelation. It tells us a lot of things about eternity, but it's very vague. We don't know. We can't even comprehend the blessings and the goodness and what God has in store for us for the ages of eternity. Whatever, it's going to be good because what? He's a good, good father. And I'm thankful for that. And I hope you are as well. We talked about his saving grace. If you are here today and do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he is here today to forgive and cleanse you from all sin and all unrighteousness because he loves you and cares for you. The Word of God says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confess your faith in Jesus today and a miracle will take place in your heart and life. A number of years ago, we were doing some intern ministry in Sydney, Nebraska, out in the western part of the Panhandle. A man gave me a call one day and said his wife had cheated on him and he was devastated, wondering if I could come over and talk to him. His wife had attended church with the kids some, but he never had. I went over that evening and the, the home was just utter confusion. Three kids just bouncing off the wall in frustration because mom wasn't there and all that was going on, sensing the tension. And the dad tried his best to calm them down, but it wasn't working. And I thought, what in the world am I going to do? How am I going to minister? The Holy Spirit just prompted me to talk to him about Jesus. So I did, gave to him the plan of salvation. He confessed his faith in Jesus Christ and prayed, asked God to forgive him. I excused myself and left, and on the way from that house, I thought, this is futile. I don't think I accomplished anything here today. It was so frustrating and so confusing, I wasn't even sure that he was sincere in his prayer. But do you know, that man started attending church. He's a believer today. His wife's back with him. The kids are believers as well. God's love, saving grace and forgiveness was demonstrated and a simple little prayer of faith changed that man's life and family. And he's here today to do the same for you if you do not know him as your Lord and Savior. Every head bowed and eyes closed, if you will, please. If you are here today and do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, never accepted him in that dimension, He's here 
forgive you of sin. He's here to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He's here to adopt you into his family to be a child of God. If you need Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, just slip your hand up and right back down. I'd like to pray with you. Anyone need Jesus Christ's forgiveness? Need him as your Lord and your Savior? Any? I don't see any hands. Step two, Christian friend, Jesus is here today to bless you and minister to you and create in you a thankful heart. As I said, it's easy to be critical and fault-finding in our culture and society today, and we get caught up in that even as a Christian from time to time. When somebody doesn't treat us right or something doesn't go right or sickness comes and seems like God just doesn't hear our cry. Family member may be rebellious. Oh, there's so many things. And Satan thrusts those things in our heart and mind to distract us and deter us and try to destroy us. But Jesus is here today to minister to each and every one of us a thankful heart. He's here to take away that frustration, that fear, that anxiety, and replace it with his love and his joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We need that joy. We need that thankful heart. And I'm going to invite you today, right where you're seated, if you find yourself being critical and caught up in the negativity of our day, reach to Jesus right now. He is here, loving and caring for you. You can give him every trouble, every need, and let him minister his blessing and fill you with a thankful heart. Heavenly Father, minister to your people here today. Minister by the power of your word and the power of your Holy Spirit. In uniqueness, give them that thankful heart. Minister to them mentally, minister to them emotionally, spiritually, and flood them with the joy of the Lord that comes from heaven above. Minister that thankful heart, that thankful attitude. Do that miracle work in each life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Stand with me and we're going to sing. Deb, lead us. Worship Him. God is great. Sing with me.